Welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I am joined today by just one other of the old and holy trinity, my brother Joe in Buffalo. Joe, what's up? How are you doing this week? All good here. Uh, nothing new to report. Uh, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Tucci is off this week because he's I don't he's in Milwaukee or something. He's stuck in Milwaukee. He went to go watch a Green Milwaukee. Bay Milwaukee. He went to go watch a Green Bay Packers game. I don't, you know I don't, I don't know what that's all about. He's a big Packer fan, I guess. So we'll have to find out what the hell's going on with Tucci. I was like, well, you should, you know, I bring my microphone everywhere, so I'm ready to record no matter where I am. This guy, he's, you know, you know, it seems that this guy's pretty amateur to not have his recording equipment ready to go in case he gets stuck in a hotel. So amateur move by Tucci, as expected. And uh, let's get into the show. <clears throat> Office Hours Live. We had a in-studio guest of Andre Highland, who they picked up off the street who looked cold and they wanted to bring him in and warm him up. Um, Andre Highland. Did you know Andre Highland? I, I had to think about it for a minute and um, it was, it took uh, maybe throughout the show where somebody referenced Yoni that clicked. Cause then I remembered a podcast called wandering wolf and it, uh, a character named Yoni Wolf, and so then I looked back into this podcast, and I've seen that he was on two episodes of the Wandering Wolf podcast. So yeah, oh. I do know who he was, and based upon <clears throat> you know that, him from you know him from the Yoni connection, the Yoni connection, and um, then after that, I I looked at his IMDb, and I was like, what else has he done? Uh, would I have seen him in things and? I suppose I recognized him in a few things, and then I, I watched a couple of shorts on YouTube after the fact. But uh, as far as listening to him in that exact moment, I did I wasn't sure about mm -hmm. if I knew him from much. But he fit right into that uh, chair pretty good. He was ready for it. I felt so. It was it was like uh, fun to re meet him. I guess a little bit. Yeah, I. I didn't know the connection to Yoni until he talked about it later on, which I thought was fun to make that connection. I know Yoni's been on the Poundcast. But, um, yeah, so Andre Highland, he, he had called in. He was told he was, you know, he was brought on as like a pun specialist way back. Not way back, but I think I think within the past year. And mm -hmm. um, I remember people giving him shit about his puns. He even brought it up. He said, I want to hear the definition of a pun. Because, because Tim, I think we talked about it on this show. I'm not sure if you were on this show at the point yet, but their Tim and Doug's version of a pun is very specific, and it's not always. It's like it's too rigid. You know what I mean? It's it's like too like every time they do a pun, it has to be like. I guess Doug's a little more fluid with it, but it's always like this sound alike word version of a pun rather than just. Puns are kind of loose. You could just kind of say, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what kind of uh, yeah. example I'm using, but he, he even said like some of the, some of the puns he was using were like part of a joke and, you know, not always so, yeah, oh, that's I, not the exact word. You know, sometimes you can change around a word and, you know, I agree. I think that puns <clears throat> are really, 
if you're in the world of what you're relating to, you know, your pun to, it, you don't have to be right on accurate of like making a reference to an exact thing. And they are a bit rigid about it, but in the context of the show, it is more of a challenge to think of puns in that way where it's where it's too loose sometimes it just doesn't land squarely on the yeah. joke i thought he did a good job during some of the puns that were done to just um like a good example was he said um the velvet underground now that they have an apple special about them they're more like the velvet mainstream which that's a pun, but it's not the it's not the traditional way we're getting it. I'm on on office hours. Like it's rare right. that somebody would drop that. <coughs> yeah, that, I was trying to think of the one that the one that was like mm. that, and I think that is the one that was like it wasn't yeah. the exact wording in, to uh-huh. it, it, fl- it flipped it, it introverted it or something. So he's yeah. and he's. I think the last time he called in, he he had a bunch of them like that that were impressive, but people were like, but that's not what we're used to. Those aren't the puns that the guys do. So those, they're not getting, he's not getting credit for that. So, so Andre, that's what I remember him from the last time he was on. And, uh, he looked, I remember him looking funny before too. He had like a hat and he just didn't look the part as far as, uh, your traditional stand up kind of comedian type guy, which I assuming he is and an actor. Um, he, I think he was in the movie pop star, uh, with the like the Lonely Island crew, and I feel like okay. he sort of reminds me of those characters <clears throat> a bit. Yeah, and uh, maybe not exactly stand up, but but Cincinnati has a big comedic scene, uh, mm-hmm. lots of comedians and artists from there. So, I, knowing that he's from that background is seems uh, you know like he's he definitely feels like he's comes from that world a bit uh, from those people that uh, culture subculture. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he did a great job. I'll just up front <clears throat> rather than go through everything. God damn it. I have like the way I'm sitting is hold on. <coughs> God, I can't clear my throat. Fuck me. That looks like an awkward. Sorry. Position. Everybody. It's not great. Um, so yeah, what I was going to say is that, is that I thought Andre Highland did a really nice job in studio. Um, I'd say, if I, I don't want to compare, but I, I think the last person we had was Whitmer Thomas. And this was kind of similar to that, but I think that Andre Highland had a little more to say, a little, some, some more jokes to implement, some more comfortability with everybody, and definitely had his own version of how he was going to implement himself into the show. But at the same time, knew his place, knew not to get too you know crazy but like was 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 an accepted good guest and i think he's uh worthy of a of a note of a you know some sort of you know we're going to note him in on the list of, of pretty good guests here i would say yeah i agree with that i felt like he was wisecracking throughout he always had something to add and a lot of like quick puns like his puns were were right on cue you know really fast and uh you know, yeah. any any little bit he wanted to add, it was usually funny, and mm-hmm. he um, wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to jump in as much. He was he was more like a, a closer to like an AD Miles than he was yeah. to a Whitmer Thomas. So he was a more confident, less sensitive seeming guy, just a more confident kind of goofball type guy. So good fit for the show, Andre Highland, very good. Um, they had a special announcement that we had heard ahead of time, but. 
uh, it was announced officially that they're having another live show, a Christmas non-secular holiday uh, show. And it's going to be at the Regent. And Andre Helen told a story about somebody farting at the Regent, which I thought was funny. That was just a silly little story. And then Tim told a very important story uh, about the Cokes coming uh, that happened to the theater. That was one of Doug's friends. That was a funny little tale of the... Uh, I've thought of that story now throughout the week of, of the Coke. Coke's coming. You know, like how a guy spilled his big drink and it was dripping down the theater. Yeah. I, I laughed out loud at that also. Yeah. And I don't know why that's kind of stuck in my craw a little bit, but I feel like Coke's coming. And I think like Andre Hyatt, like somebody brought it back later on in the show. I feel like that's like a, that could be a good office hours, just kind of Coke's coming, you know, that's just like works. Um, uh, was, the, was Coke's coming, was that Andre's uh, story or was it was that? Tim. It was, it was actually, it was actually Doug's story. Okay. That Tim told. Okay. It was like Doug's friend and Doug had told Tim that right. story and Tim liked the story so much that he told the story. So good story. Okay. And I don't know how we got to, so this is, this is, this is, we're doing this episode late in the game. I've had a lot happen to me since that Thursday. So some of my notes here, I'm looking and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But, um, Tim was talking about, uh, that they might do this idea of a play or something i think of this playwright guy called and i think right. before that they were talking about doing scrooge to tim's whole you know take on scrooge 2 which is where you know scrooge you know has this uh you know he kind of backs down on his word later on in the year you know and has to get back to the grindstone yeah. with the, the books i was scrooge just just decides Scrooge-ier. he's not gonna stick to being generous and he's gonna yeah. He's going to start collecting rent again. Pretty funny. Um, Kay Loggins called in, who I guess is a musician. Um, she's called plenty of other times. She's called some other times, and I think she's actually, you know, she like, you can like go track down her music. They talked, uh, they talked the Braves and the Redskins kind of stuff with the, you know, what do we think about these names of these teams and these chants and the, you know, this, this whole stuff, which led to some more baseball talk about instant replay and whether it should just be a robot out there. And we got into some sports talk, which is fun to hear. Nothing you know, really dragged me down too much in, in this segment. I thought it was working pretty good. I don't know if you watch baseball at ever, ever these days, Joe, but they have this um, the strike zone on the TV, which is a pretty controversial kind of thing where, it kind of bothers me. I think Tim was saying, just get rid of it. If you're not going to use it, why is it up there? And that kind of bothers me too. So -hmm. really it's like a square on the screen and it shows you where the ball lands. And it's kind of says like, well, that should have been a striker. That should have been a ball. But sometimes it's the guy calls it the other way. So all it's doing is bringing up controversy. A lot of the time you're just like, Oh, what the fuck that should have been. Yeah. I, I could totally picture that being a a situation where fans, you know, there's a lot of, talk about replay and lots of other sports too and i i understand that I, I feel like for the baseball talk though i've kind of like i'm zone out a little bit because yeah. i'm so like not interested in you know we keep coming back to this because of tim being a dodgers fan and so everyone wants to call in and ask him about the dodgers and well they I, lost, I feel like I, so i'm more like over. 
I'm like, yeah, I know. I heard they, they lost, so I was like, oh, good, it'll be over now. But, you know, with Phil and the Braves and all that, it, it keeps co sort of coming back, and people know it's a good entry point to maybe zoom in and about. And so yeah. what I recall about this part of the show was they were, like, asking Doug, and he's just like, they should, you know, he's coming up with these, the silly ideas, you know, like add a base to the, to the game, yeah, you know. Yeah, we've been down and, this road with Doug before. Like he doesn't care, so he's just thinking about silly things, and mm -hmm. that's that's sort of where he can't help but going. You're saying the umpire should be robots, and he's like, I can't wait till they're all robots. The players, everybody's just all robots. Sure. Um, Tim lost some weight. He made an announcement, and he uh, always makes me laugh when he says, "Oh yeah, my good friends here. They don't, you know, they don't bring up the fact that I, you know, <laughs> kind of just go." How many people told me? Yeah. That, that's None here. Yeah. Uh, City of the Day brought to you by Newt Gingrich. Okay, this is a uh, neutering. <laughs> this is a scrotum scalpel at home neutering kit and uh, financial advice DVD set. Okay, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard to get through here but uh you know we went we went back to the well here of just finding a name and making a pun out of it which is, is what they did um good read here um a little long-winded a little I bit but I, I thought it was funny they like passed it around like Vic and Doug also had like some lines in the read you know like it was like a little more scripted which I thought some was confessionals of the using the product yeah yeah so they, um, I thought that was fun. Um, so I'd say, you know, again, we're not going to always talk about things in Offie's contention, but it's on the list. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if this is winning the Offie, but it might be a nominee. We'll see how we do later on. It wasn't horrible. It I don't know fantastic. if uh, Newt Gingrich is uh, getting a lot of, uh, like, no, if enough youngsters know who he is and what what yeah. kind of a terrible person he was, so maybe it's mm -hmm. it's not as funny to a younger audience. But sure, it's go just, look I mean, up your your conservative jerks and you'll, you'll find him. You know? Yeah, I just don't even know if that makes it more funny anyway. But either way, it's fine. Um, the city was Virgi Virginia, Canada. Regina. Regina. Sorry, I wrote Virginia. Regina. I think they were trying to make, you know, puns out of the city of the day. Uh, they're trying. Then they talked about where that it even is, and uh -huh. it's kind of like central. <clears throat> yeah, Saskatoon and then or something. Um, then we had our our, our 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 choice for puns today. Velvet Underground puns. I'll say Maron. Um, I don't know, man. I just. You know, I know some Velvet Underground, but that's a little deep. There's just not, I don't think it's a huge well to go into. It's a little, it's fine, I guess. But I, I wasn't super thrilled about like. The few off the you, top you, you, just yeah, kind of exposed just, it for what of a bad idea it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, then Doug's got to get on the computer and just look at a list of songs, which is what we would all have to do if we're doing Velvet Underground puns. There's only which so is much not you can do. Very good good no i it's feel not like as that's fun. cheating a little bit i don't know if it's cheating what do you need to know the knowledge i mean it's just i don't know is that part of a pun is knowing about the, the topic 
a pun I is a know. pun, but I, I listen. I, I hear what you're saying. Sometimes a pun seems like it's something that's off the top of your head. Sure. You're just looking at a list of words to potentially turn into something. Yeah, Doug didn't know all yeah, those he songs, know so he had much. to go look up words. So now I feel like once you're looking at words, now you're like, you know, it's a fixed rig game for yourself a little bit. It's not off the top yeah. of your head. It's I agree, and I think that's a problem with it being the Velvet Underground as the the pun topic. So, uh, not wasn't that thrilled that that was what we were gonna get, but we got some ones in there. I don't really really mention once we had we had uh, Pachiman. Um, Pachiman was cool, man. I thought this was a neat guy to have in there. Very different. I thought his dub shit was cool. Like very much something I could get into. I like that style of music. Um, I thought he made cool little noises, and he seemed like a fun kind of stonery guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked him being on the show. They kind of had, you know, they kind of talked to him for a little bit before letting him sort of jam. Um, they then, you know, eventually they they did talk about Yoni Wolf and the Why talk, and I just I noted that because I thought you know worth mentioning joe and i know yoni a little bit we've been a fan of his music for a long time and met him many many years ago and have since you know hung out with him a big handful of times now so we're connected there um yeah Uh, like later on in the uh, maybe it was the second part after pokemon day some zoomer called and was asking about favorite concerts and i was trying to i was pouring over my memory bank of all the concerts i've been to and i was like that's a really tough one and i couldn't help but then think of some of the times we went and saw yoni you know you and i and some other yeah friends. well so, i'll tell you mine but if you have one you want to tell that's if that just ties into this moment that's great i don't know if it's i would pinpoint any of one of those shows we were going to toronto a few different times to see yoni and that was that was very memorable. Even I think we saw him in Buffalo uh, once or twice. So there was a uh, plenty of times that we road trips to see why. Uh, and uh, there's a few memorable ones. Maybe even the first one could the have been. The first one for me is the most memorable one. Yeah. And, um, and then beyond that, trying to think of my favorite concerts, it's just like so insane to do that. But. Too, too many to think of. Maybe maybe uh, one of the first radio heads with Toronto sure. would, would have been one for me. Cayuga Falls or one of those 2001 or two shows. I think the Toronto one for me stands out more. Whatever the first whatever the first one was, the outdoor show, maybe it was Toronto. Yeah. Uh, we bought Kid, t-shirts. Kid t-shirts. Koala was there. And yeah, Kid Koala Beta was band playing and, fucking jazz music. So some of those, yeah, definitely for me, but that's a little off skipping ahead, but I, I ahead. was thinking about that because it's the same episode of just like, sure. Um, no, I might as well. I might as well just say that before Tim said it, when he says best concert, whenever anybody asks me what my best concert experience is, I do have one because it is Roger waters, the wall that I saw in Rome after my buddy's wedding. I like took a fucking, train to Rome. I was in like one part of Italy at my buddy's wedding and I took a train and went to Rome in the Stadio Olimpico in this gigantic soccer stadium by myself to see Roger Waters and it was completely insane. It was just 
just unlike any other fucking concert I'd ever even... It just blew everything away. It was like, this is a fucking performance. Oh my god. A fucking plane. You know, there was a giant wall that went across. I think they, yeah. they had different, like, size versions of this Roger Waters the Wall. Like, they're like, oh, if we're playing in a giant soccer stadium, we can do it, like, this big. If we're playing, like, in an arena, we can do it this big. Mm-hmm. And this was fucking big. This was so big. And the technology still blows my mind. So oh. I have that in, I have that in common with Tim. I wouldn't have thought that. I think he's said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I saw know. Roger Waters at Darien Lake long ago. But, we went uh, to that. Yeah, and I, I think I... He wasn't got, doing anything. He wasn't doing anything too crazy. I mean, but it was an that was an awesome show, though. I got really messed up. Stoned. And you were stoned. I, yeah, I got stoned and I like fainted a little bit mm-hmm. uh, during the dogs song. Uh-huh. I like kind of fell flat on my face. It was really you stumbled uh, down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I intense was, got, though, because it, it was an intense moment in the show. It was that, but it was also like I hadn't eaten anything in like a whole day, and so I, I feel like I was a little dehydrated. But, um. Yeah. Yeah. You know what happened to me at that concert? I'll just bring it. That's kind of funny is that we were like smoking weed and stuff. And um, there was like a guy standing next to us and he like handed me this weird thing to smoke, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? And I had not seen what I just couldn't really tell what it was. It was like this little kind of thing and this little cardboard thing. And, it, like, and I was like, I like took a hit and I was like, what is this? You know, it just kind of tasted funny and just wasn't. And he's like, and he was like, that's heroin. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, so he let me sit on that for about 20 seconds where when you think where you're, I was already very stoned and stuff, when you think that you've smoked heroin, like it just immediate placebo effect, you just feel really high, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he, then he was like, oh, I'm just kidding. It's just a joint that's like stuck in the bottom of a matchbook and it's like almost burning you know it was just like at the end of a shitty roachy fucking matchbook joint yeah. you know and just tasted like burnt fucking trash <laughs> but for about 25 seconds i thought i smoked heroin and it just fucked me up then after that i was just like high as shit after that no matter what happened to me i was gonna feel stoned and then and i think you tumbled over shortly after that and i was just like oh yeah i felt like face first into like a crowd of people that were yeah. just like unsuspectingly <laughs> standing there and yeah, i was like it's a good one Good one. Yeah. Great show, though. I remember that yeah, show. Awesome. I recall very, being very happy with the show, but it was not like the theatrics that you guys had seen. No, it was in just Rome. more of a it, it was just like the straightforward Roger Waters yeah. affair. No, I think 10 years later, he, when he started getting really nuts, this, this the wall business was really wild. So, The show La Brea. I'm hearing enough about it that I want to watch it. <laughs> I do. I haven't. I've um, heard of that actor, John Cena. Uh, he was in. He's been in like really bad. Oh, no, it's not John. It's like John Cena or something. It's yeah, like John Cena. I I okay. couldn't think of his name. John Cena is like the wrestler. Yeah. John Cena. I feel like I've seen in things like I got the name wrong just now, but they're like similar, like dudes. If you okay. see them side by side. Um, uh, I don't think I'll be watching that because there's just too many things to be watching right now, but. Did you watch Sounds like people are having a good time. Did you Maybe watch... if it gets more traction, I'll, I'll jump on. Yeah, I think it's going to be really bad, but it sounds like it's fun bad, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm willing to give it a try. I, I like kind of that trashy stuff sometimes. I do need something new. I finished Squid Game, and... Um, I just I started. 
Okay. Squid Game. All right. Just started Squid Game. Just finished Midnight Mass. Oh, how was Midnight Mass? I want to watch that. Good? I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it? it Scary? I'm a Mike Flanagan fan. Oh, I love Flanagan, but I didn't like... um, I didn't really love... I couldn't get through the second version of the... The Bly uh, House? We didn't watch that one. You didn't watch that one? I watched the Haunted one, but I I didn't watch Bly... I want to watch Bly House because I got a recommendation from our my jeff hart connection so uh, i didn't yeah. love that one. i couldn't get through that one it just got boring for me but i think I uh like, I, I really mass enjoyed midnight mass because it's like creepy it's tapping into that church uh folk horror stuff i i like that uh fucked up shit so yeah i okay. liked it it's a good time okay I'm, i want i want to watch I'm, I'm like ready for a little you know final week of october scary fun yeah, I think it's a real good scary fun thing to watch. You okay. gotta just go for it though, and I think it's actually pretty emotional too. Like his, all his stuff kind of is. So. Yeah, his stuff goes a little deeper. You get a nice Henry Thomas again. Oh, love me some Henry T. Uh, Pachi Man was inspired by weed, and um, his older brother turned him on to music. Uh, and I thought of you, Joe, when I heard that because. When people ask me my influence in music growing up, I, a lot of times I say my older bro and a little bit of my older sister, but my older bro was a big uh, influence in my music until I yeah. got into jam bands and then I went off my own world. Yeah, I, I, I think my older sister and mostly her friends are were a, you know, a shoe into like the, the REMs and the Cures, but once I got to a certain age, which maybe was... High school, I was on. I I found my other stuff after that on my own, and I yeah. take pride in that a little bit because I I sort of never stopped being that way. And then um, you know, just be by over time, like now you've broadened my horizons and got me back into things that I I lost track of. I'm I'm so deep in the ambient music these days. It's uh, mm, yeah. It's like I don't even listen to everything else that I loved growing up but all that stuff is being ignored and i'm just like ambient music this it's is where i soothing. live it's a soothing um, well so no, much actually I, I should re- 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 say it's more like dark ambient and drone and mm. noise is a headphone really... commute uh is really good sure i uh, i, I go on there all the time do you listen to the mixes on there and stuff yeah i i the scope podcast. it out i read the articles uh, i like looking there for references and things those mixes that they, like there's like a you know there's like hundreds of episodes of that headphone commute mix that you can just put any one of those on and it's always a very good uh, i like to explore i still read all the, the articles and i still yeah, read all the reviews right. and try to find things you know i but uh yeah i i like i don't just like the soothing ambience i, I like some noisy stuff kind of like mm-hmm. a little bit in the classical and electronic realm you know um, but, uh, yeah for sure yeah. Uh, all that music talk was fun to think like growing up and you get influenced by the older kids around you sure but then exploring it for yourself it has always been sort of where i live it's i haven't tagged along on other people with other people's you know stuff yeah. for a while yeah i think people yeah People just go off on their, uh, just kind of get their own, find their own stuff. Now Spotify makes it real easy with the release radar. I mean, 
in the sure. fucking uh, Discover I check Weekly. It. They I do good. The they do good. My Discover right Weekly now. this week was great. I found all sorts of shit that I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then they'll like, they'll put something on there that I like, like, but haven't heard in a while. And they just somehow, all my other, like, M. Ward, like some weird new M. Ward record or something. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll yeah. listen to that. Yeah, what happens is you just keep accumulating more genres of things to like and keep track of, and then you can jump around to any 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 one of these things at any given time in your life. It, it becomes like this huge world of things you're exposed to, and uh, yeah, I feel like I have so many things that I like, and yet there's still so much shit that I'll never listen to because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the that brings us back to the show the there was a record guy from belgium on there they had a, like a mm-hmm. record shop and tim's like so what's new you know what do you got new in your shop and he's just like I, you put me on the spot here like it, i i own a record shop but i'm not able to even tell you what's new mm-hmm. because it's such a it is such a hard question these days to point out new things that people should listen to on the spot you know everybody's got a different um you know place yeah. to find things and it's hard to just pinpoint a particular thing that everyone likes because there yeah. is nothing if you like had that um so let's pretend so this is the belgian guy that write the write the book that writes the writes wrote a book mm-hmm. and is now writing a second book of basically people that um kind of recommend some kind of underground or some underrated kind of uh thing right well, that was the idea of the book i think right uh, I think he also had some illustrations. Uh, he was doing drawings and things too. Yeah, yeah. But if you were okay, so let's just play the game real quick. What would what's something that you would recommend right now, just kind of off the top of your head that you maybe think people wouldn't know too much about that d- doesn't have to be new or old or anything, just like something that you like. Uh, I really like lots of uh, drone stuff these days, and. Um, you and I went to when I w- visited you in New York. You you surprised me and said, "Here, let's go to this this guy's show." And you took me to this. I didn't know who the guy was at the time, and I sorry, I would say that is somebody that somebody who not interested. It's a good gateway musician to check out right now. I sorry, that's uh, Raphael Anton Irasari. R a f a e l. Irasari, yeah. And A-N-T-O-N-I-R-I-S-A-R-R-I. so I would say, I R I S A R R I. Yeah. There was like, we went, maybe it was a 2019 or around that time. Um, we went to a show, and that's a very memorable show for me, like, as far as like witnessing like the power of that sort of music in person. And so. I would recommend that as something new. I mean, he's got many albums that span already, you know, the whole decade and or more. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of stuff there. But yeah, that's something I would push or want to promote is something new and good. How about you? I mean, I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try to like maybe go with something um, that's. I really, you know, I really like this band called the Phoenix Foundation. Like, I, I could go with my. They're old. No, I mean. Well, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, they're they not old, albums. old, but they've been, they've been out for, you know, through the two thousands. 
Yeah, yeah. I just don't think. I mean, maybe tons of people listen to them. They're a new. They're a uh, New Zealand band. I don't think a lot of people do listen to them. But. I I surprised to hear that the band's still together. Actually, yeah. No, they just haven't had an album last year in 2020. But they have. Um, they're a New Zealand band. Um, they're most famously connected to Taika Waititi. They perform under. Um, kind of some different names and do the did the music for a lot of his movies his like earlier indie movies um but they're great and that's just a little different that's just more kind of like indie rock kind of stuff but very cool if you've never heard the phoenix foundation i really enjoy them i don't really listen to that type of music very much anymore but they're one that i can like put on uh, you know a playlist of all their songs and like you know just a simple you know kind of just pit hit the old shuffle on the discography and, and really it's pretty yeah. darn, pretty darn good all the way through and then um i don't know what made me think of them but oh you know what it was it was gruff rice who's the guy from super furry animals mm-hmm. this is the lead singer of that has a new record that i listened to and i was like oh this just sounds like a pretty good um that's gruff g-r-u-f-f-r-h yeah y-s and he has a new thought record about that, that band in a while. Yeah, so he has a new record that just came out. And that's pretty cool. So those are maybe not on everybody's radar, but I, I like that. I can show. give you one more that's like Gimme not one. not uh, ambient. It, it would be uh, I got this album maybe uh, September. It's a band called Mild High Club. Mild Mild High, Mild Club. High Club, and their new album is a little bit farther down the rabbit hole of being a little different like maybe their their first stuff was a really like a psych sort of feel and like these things are branching into more like uh instrumental and maybe uh tropa tropicana a little bit like it's a cool pretty cool vibe of this newer album it's a short album but it it's got a real nice way about it it's different from thing a lot of things i listen to lately but i like this band I, okay. that would be a, a band i'd say give a shout out to uh or holy wave is another band that's sort of like a a, a modern psych band I, I really like every album they put out and they're they're really good too so those are holy wave like. and mild high clip okay yeah uh, let's get back to the show here. There's not really much else here. I want to just, they did, they talked, they did the William Shatner video, um, that they really laughed very hard about. I don't think I laughed super hard about this, but, um, you know, no. this is another one of those just like, yeah, I looked at this after hearing, like there was a guy, a caller that came to the uh, came on the show afterwards and pointed out how he he only listens and so I was thinking like I only listen mm-hmm. and then then I have to go back and look at these moments where they even asked him like what did you think about that William Shatner clip you you had to just imagine it is pretty much what he was saying he had to just imagine it and that's usually what, what I do I imagine these clips and so I did go back and I did look at it after the fact and I thought it was funnier before I saw it as the way they explained it like my imagination does run wild and so i think of so many things that could be funny about this and then when i watch the actual clip there's nothing funny there i was like waiting to laugh and waiting to see what was so hysterical and 
I, it just um, never it never came to me as like know, oh so they were it, did, interrupt- it changed were, things for me they were interrupt like they were laughing so hard at it that right they're on a laughing like, jag yeah that, that, that it like kind of screwed up i think the thing about the video is that i think if you watch it chatner comes out and like you know they kind of ask him how was it and like you're waiting to hear this like you know profound william shatner something to say after he gets out of you know the spacecraft or whatever and sure you know i know what they're laughing at but i didn't think yeah it was. and they just they, they just don't give him a chance and they're like blasting off champagne and cheering and taking pictures and it's just like you know i get what's funny but their their cackling over it kind of ruined the initial experience for me ever trying i would never be able to get that cackling experience because they cackled over it too early Kind of yeah, they it. had already watched it. They already knew when the joke was yeah. coming, so it and was there's like a lot ruined. Of, I think there's a lot of times they do this a bit when they're playing their video. They're like, "Wait for it! Wait, wait, wait! Here, here, here it comes! Here it comes!" You know, and it's like, unfortunately, that's not like a great way to present something funny. So like, they're, they're doing. They're trying to do this. Like, let's find a funny weird video. Vic, find a funny weird video that they probably like pass along and share it with each other. And they pull it up and it's like, it's always, it's always kind of after hours stuff too. And I feel like a lot of the times it kind of falls into this category of like, I don't even think they plan to do it. Like Tim just on the spot is like, Hey, pull up that video. I want to watch it. Nobody had planned that out, but, and so Tim can't wait to like laugh at it. Whereas when I'm listening to the show, I get to imagine what the hell could be happening here. And I think I smile and get, yeah, excited, excited more so than when I actually see the fucking clip. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And sometimes hearing people laugh is makes you laugh. It's fun, right? Totally. But so. when you're trying to kind of bring in two things at once, okay. So that's about it for the show. I would say that a very noteworthy drop concert with Pachimon, um, because he was jamming and was able to bring some extra noises into the drop concert. I thought it was cool very trip a little extra chippy i thought like vic was playing a little vic's been playing a little more keyboard like he has his little like kind of you know toy keyboard to the side which i think sounds cool and i thought it was a notable drop concert for the first time in a while not as not as long as it could have you know we've gotten in the past but still pretty cool yeah maybe they were like impressed by how pokemon was playing his instrument you know, you know, mm-hmm. there was mentioned he's like, I play all of my own instruments. And Tim kind of gave him a little hard time just about him saying that, because you, you've got to know that that guy probably gets accused of like, oh, you're just turning knobs. You're not really playing instruments. Yeah. And so he's sitting there playing that little thing that he's blowing into and playing the I don't know what that thing's called, but it's like a horn with keys on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Maybe these guys see that and they're just like, I can do that. We should include some more piano playing or well, more Vic organs had, or whatever has, in here. Vic has had his little keyboard for the last couple of weeks, I've noticed. What yeah, well, they, he should use it. it yeah. I mean, it does add a different kind of thing to the drop concert. I will just, say that Pashimon gets bonus points for jamming in the drop concert and is a potential off best musical guest now that we've created that kind of category i would say posh man can go in there his his jamming his dub stuff was cool and it i was, liked him it was so different and it's it really yeah. did bring some some different energy to the show like we always get you know these singers or these mm-hmm. you know uh, acoustic people and you know this was a this is a good vibe i liked it and i yeah. i think that he's gonna 
fit right into that Desert Days cr crowd for sure. Oh, for sure. And uh, I was surprised that people weren't jumping at those tickets either. Like, what are you yeah. crazy? Like, man, that that's like, those tickets are expensive, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, what did they have to do? Come up with a fucking... Just have a decent pun, I guess. The one I guy that like... got the tickets was just like, I have a game. He didn't even have, yeah. like, you know, a good pun. That, that was mind-blowing, but... That's going to do it for the office hours live did you listen to the most recent poundcast with doug's nephew cooper i did okay well quickly we can talk about this because it was pretty fun i mean I, th I thought it was pretty fun he they had talked a few weeks ago about like, oh, i should get a nephew on brent wants to talk to these young people they mm -hmm. did exactly that and i would say it was worth kind of an interesting listen if you're if you're kind of interested i'd say it's a little <clears throat> I think the idea of like hearing what a young person has to say and what we got here was maybe, I don't want to say disappointing, but like they even kind of said at the end, like we couldn't really get into the nitty gritty because it's Doug's nephew and they didn't want to go down, but you kind of want to hear what's going on, you know, like what's yeah, going yeah. on with you young kids because young kids are getting in trouble. There's... Instead, we're doing like a G rated version of this where it's just like Brent's trying to get there. He's like, so you got, you know, you got any crushes on any girls or like, what's going on at these parties? And it's like, you know, you kind of want to hear the raw, the raw version of what's going on. Like these kids and porn. And yeah, I and, feel like that, that was like right there to be asked about. And, uh, you know, the guy even eventually said something like, Oh, this actress is a porn star. Like he's aware. And like, they just stayed yeah. away because but I mean, they know that, you know, this kid's mother, Doug's yeah. sister, is going to listen to this and they can't go there. So No, no. So it kinda left you it kinda left you a little bit just like wanting a little more I had um uh, or yeah, so there's something there's something about like the way that these teenagers talk where they have this monotone way of speaking where they don't Yeah. I, it's a very common thing for, for kids that age to like they're not able to like go like this with their voice and go up and down and like give things. They just talk like this. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like that sounds cool. Like I don't know. Like it's such a. It's I almost know. like kids that age don't know how to speak yet, and then they, then they have to go like, do a job interview or something, or like go out into the world and or like have to give a speech for class or something. So they have to learn how to speak. But these high school kids are just like yeah and like so like yeah and then yeah so it's cool because like yeah but i'm not really sure like they're kind of well spoken like their vocabulary is fine and like they can speak but they just just the tone like they don't know how to uh yeah they don't it, go up and down with their it was voice. a bit There's monotone no inflection on anything they don't but know. it was like this interesting sort of uh speech pattern that was reminding me of what it would be like to be 18 and or ha has been 18 you know i mm -hmm. i identify with that speech pattern what i didn't identify was uh edgelord i never heard the edgelords so i'd never heard funny. of edgelord fucking i heard edgelord on that episode and then i was hanging out with some people in la i was i just happened to be in la this last weekend and people started dropping edgelord like and i was like well thank god i just heard that episode because i wouldn't know what they were talking about but edgelord yeah, that's like some that's some young shit, and like I don't know, it just seemed to be like some LA shit too. But even though Brett and Doug didn't didn't seem to like that, they knew what it was. I I felt like I learned something there about Edge Lord because it's a very 
that's a that's a thing that exists that you kind of like he's like it's not a troll it's a little different than a troll you know what i mean like yeah, a troll yeah. is like going in there and like just causing trouble just, or an edge lord is like just trying to just kind of edge just kind of trying to be like a little better than you or just like a little you know i, I don't know my, my interpretation of edge lord like it's kind of hard to explain but um it's a little nihilistic perhaps but not yeah. all the way to just like causing problems and being uh troublemakers per se sure i mean maybe it is one might call tim an edgelord yeah one might is that what they do call him i'm not gonna i'm not going to say <laughs> that that was said by anybody but um potentially i'd heard that around the around the parts that you know that this edge lord kind of business is like uh it's not it's not doesn't it have to be like totally negative like not it's not like so yeah. negative all the I time. didn't it's get like, that sense yeah that it's negative so it but it's, it's negative. also like this guy also was saying like there's edge lords you know and I'm not that so yeah it's a different sort of thing not a troll not full troll but maybe like could, to hear that maybe like to hear themselves sort of Maybe like class clown a little bit. Yeah. Be an edge lord. Sure. Because it's not full gone. Like there's I'm like gonna... a little. There's maybe like a little bit more deep, like need for attention or something, like a little something deeper than just like class clown. But. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, no, it was interesting to hear. I, I, you know, it's 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 fascinating to hear the kids and what they're interested in and like the, the YouTube and Instagram and the TikTok and all this shit is like. I thought it was funny. To, like I didn't know about these pranks about people taking things from the bathroom and then putting things in the bathroom, but it sounds fun. It sounds like there's a world of silliness that's, you know, you know, kind of been sort of magnified and um, made a little more crazy because of these social media apps and making videos and everybody just is making videos all the time. Like the thing to do is like you make a video of something. That's like everything. Sure. You do I something mean, just to take you do something just to get that proof, that picture or that photo to, to then post and say, oh, my God, did you see what these kids did? Whereas, like, I think in the old, day, you know, when we went to high school, if there was a prank. You know, if you like if somebody got like a pig and let it loose in the school, which happened. You never saw it again. It was a one time deal. It was like, that's it. Somebody got mm -hmm. brought a pig into class and it ran around the hallway one day. And it's like, oh, my God, did you see the pig thing? Like, oh, yeah, I saw it. And it was like. That's the end. There's no proof. There's no video. There's no nothing. So now that they have that, you know, you really got to step up your game because if somebody just has a video of a pig running through, you know, you got to like think of original things and how to video yeah, them. Well, and when I went to high school, we had, I was like in a video club and there was like the big TV on the roller and you had to hook up your cords to play the video back. And like mm -hmm. we had the big like VHS cameras like on your shoulder, like massive mm. camera like it's so the different technology wise like i can't even like you hear this kid talk and he doesn't sound that much different as a kid would have been like but it's just a different whole world of internet and everything so um uh yeah to quantify how these children see the world is so interesting and that is why it was a good idea to have him on but maybe we just didn't get the 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 best questions for 
Yeah, age Brent group. is they, weird. They need Brent to... is weird. Brent is just so weird. You know, Brent is just like he's like he's like coming up with these questions on the spot, but he's just like, so tell me like um like it's like what are the you know like you you can tell he's just like dying to know everything about this guy, but like he's trying to think of what is like the most important things to ask. Like I felt like some of the questions are just like, do we really care about what this nephew like? I get that he's like. What does he think do, of Doug? You know. Yeah. Well, do you do you think it's cool that you're like? What's he? What's a kid gonna say? I mean, it's just that's that's no. the kind of thing you're kind of wasting. I know it's it's what not he's like say yeah he's cool. Like I, I do think it was. I think Brent's trying to make like put people on the spot a little bit, like make Doug feel awkward and also make the kid feel awkward and like. But there's just some weird stuff where you're like you almost have to know that if you're gonna ask a 17 year old kid like so do you like your sister you know like. It's mm-hmm. like you kind of know that that's you're not going to get too much of an amazingly interesting conversation there. Um, but all in all, I was interested. I was like, you know what? I like hearing from young people. And I kind of was just like fascinated. I was like, I'm going to go look up some of this weird young kid stuff that this guy is talking about just to maybe see what's going on there. I don't know. It's just like, I guess it's for some reason, it's just almost more interesting than, <clears throat> you know, people my own age or these same old podcasts with comedians that are talking about the same thing like it's it's interesting that there's a whole just fucking billions of younger people that are just into their own stuff that's just over our heads now and we don't really i can't mm-hmm. even like relate you know i, I don't even know what it's a whole right world, i think i, understand. That's I think they're cool. they are on to something by having that kid on and yeah i'd say if you could locate some other people in that age group to like maybe through the discord and say hey you know are you in this age group maybe we could have some other people on you know if get a girl on yeah they they did talk about uh a niece you know that could come on but Mm -hmm. um i feel like it when you have to skirt around a family and you don't want to offend the bigger scope of the family you really can't go deep with it so maybe they do have to find somebody around that age like maybe 19 somebody mm-hmm. who's out of high school but i is, think just you know, yeah, just the idea of getting into the it could be somebody who's 22 like it doesn't even need to be i just think that kids that are that young now um are interested people that are 20 years younger than us just have a completely different uh you know outlook on everything and they've been raised exactly. in such a different way and you don't really talk to them that often so yeah uh, i do think that that's cool so i think it was a good episode and um yeah on to something there i'd yeah, say yeah. keep keep trying to go there and explore sure. that you know you can learn something new and different and even yeah. office hours could do like could you imagine a, getting a young kid on office hour like they, you know it's always interesting, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have all kinds of guests on that are, you know, actors and musicians and things. Maybe you get somebody who is pretty young, you know, like um, you it's tap into hard, like the young actor, like Disney Channel actor and get them on, you know. I think you better. You, I think, you know, Matt was talking about getting some YouTube people and stuff. I, I think that's probably the name of the game to try to find one of these like YouTube sensation kind of people and that's always fascinating to me. Although I, you've probably heard podcasts and I have too. Of this, this, you know, these YouTube kind of people and they kind of have similar. Stories. Well, yeah. Some ideas there for those guys to think about for future guests, you know, but yes, uh, it was a good app. Good app. Fun energy. Good guest. Fun energy. 
Um, that's going to do it for our show because Joe's got to go eat dinner. And I'm pretty tired, so we're going to wrap it up there. Um, good stuff. Good week. Uh, we got the Halloween probably special coming up this week. We kind of got this one out late, but I think we're going to have a little, probably a little Halloween fun um, this week for office hours. So, yeah, I uh, hope it is good. Hope it is uh, spooktacular. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you read Tim's thing about the Connors and his whole his whole thing about the Connors that he put on the Patreon. I didn't see that, but I did see the whole Q&A that he did. Uh, okay, well, you should read this thing patrons. about the Connors because he did make it public, not public, but he made it public to the Patreon, which I think gives us fair game to talk about here. I know I was just about to sign off, but I did think this was very interesting. Matt had told us that Tim was working on another project, and um, but he couldn't tell us what it was. Eventually, Tim came out and said that he was on the Connors, and he, he was like guest starring for a couple episodes on the Connors, which is the Roseanne show that she got fired from. And it was, it's John Goodman and Sarah Gilbert, and you know these all these mm-hmm. people. And uh, you got to read this if you haven't read this Patreon. Tim goes into very big detail about what happened to this thing on the Connors and eventually he he got let go from the Connors and uh mm. it was pretty fascinating stuff and I I thought maybe they would get into it on the show and they didn't bring it up at all so I guess that's probably a Patreon only kind of a little secret little blog but yeah I must have missed that it, it was a Saturday been... thing last week okay that's why I I only scanned back a little bit I didn't go all yeah. the way back well because so. they didn't have an episode last week so you might not have been on but it was last week's Saturday thing this week's Q&A, there was some fun stuff in there, too. But, um, there was but yeah. a, a video post of Tim performing at the Dynasty Typewriter, that event, and he was on stage and he reflected upon the, the Olive story live on stage. Did you see that? Well, that was probably from Zebulon last night. Yeah, it was. Not from Dynasty Typewriter. Okay, fine. Zebulon. I, I'm yeah, mixing this up is a the, show that I almost went to last night, but I didn't go. Um, but, I'm mixing yeah. up the the venue of what yeah, I, yeah. you know what I mean the Zebulon. Yeah, they, he 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 was he played a show last night on Neil Hamburger's bill. Right. If you go on Patreon right now, you can watch a clip from that where he shouts about his uh, olives. Olive pit. Oh, I see olive pit MOV. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, funny. We've heard that story already, but it's more funny. It's even a- In the business, it's called a water break. You ask that question, take a sip. Anybody, by the way, anybody have the food here? Anybody have the pizza here? There we go. Last month, you can turn the reverb off. I'm sitting out there at the bar. I'll make this quick. I get a personal pizza. It's very good. I take a bite. I almost break my tooth. Like I'm at uh, the Rock and Brew. What's this now? What's this? I almost. What the hell's on my pizza? It's, folks, it's an olive with a pit. Why? Why? Seriously. I say, what the hell? Is this a mistake? They go, no, no, we put olives 
on our pizza with the pit on them? And they were supposed to tell you when they bring the pizza. Whoop! It's bad. Shame. Stop it! Stop! Whose fucking madness is this? Who wants that? It says it on the menu, they said. So what? I'm not looking at the fine print. Please, somebody's going to die. Take the fucking olives off. Or when you order the pizza. You want olives with pits on it? You know what everyone's going to say? No! <laughs> he goes into Imagine there. That's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. So Olive Pits made it into the old store. That's, that's good. Oh, that's a funny way to end Yeah, the show. if you have the Patreon, you can watch the video of that. But if you don't, you can yeah, hear yeah. it here just hear now. Hear it here live. Um, uh, okay. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, we like having fun. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.